Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and my job is to bring to you the best guests that can help you with your app entrepreneurial endeavors. And I have got somebody who is uh, in San Francisco and is uh, going to help us with uh, our personal story. And uh, this is really important, I know, because uh, we've had our app entrepreneurs on this show who have managed to get some attention of the press and it's because they have something unique to tell them or some kind of story. And I feel like everyone listening to this needs to start thinking about the, uh, their own stories and, and how to best present themselves so they can get some attention in the press, which is is obviously very challenging as well. So uh, let me uh, introduce Joel Andron and he is the uh, co-founder and CEO of Press Friendly. And it's pressfriendly.com. And uh, I just want to wish you, Joel, a warm welcome to the App Guy podcast. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, let's talk. Well, we're going to talk about personal stories. Let's talk about your personal story. Um, perhaps we can go back to how did you, uh, you know, come up with the idea for Press Friendly and, and what does it do for people? Sure. So um, really quickly, what Press Friendly does is it helps um startups, app developers, and people who are doing Kickstarter crowdfunding campaigns um, build and manage their own PR. And this came about through my own, own sort of troubles. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a business guy side. I'm not a, not a developer. But I've worked at a lot of early stage startups as the first marketing person or the first business person. And in that role, I was responsible for everything, partnerships, email marketing, copy, and PR was always one of them. And PR was always the hardest part of my job. And it was something that I traditionally just handed off to an agency and had them work on it. And after a few missteps there, I decided I wanted to do it myself. So um, I did it myself and, and it was so difficult. So, you know, what I wanted to do was create an easy platform for 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 allowing for allowing startups to do their own PR, and part of it came from my former coworker, who is now my current co-founder, who came to me with the problem of how can he get press coverage for his app that he was working on on the side when we were working together at a at a at a company called HelloSign. So he was trying to get coverage for his app on the side, and he wasn't having any luck. So I asked him to send me the email that he had sent to the reporters. And, you know, the second I saw that email, I, I knew that I knew why he wasn't getting coverage. And I realized that there was an opportunity for us to, to build a business here. Yeah, this is great because uh, one of the big uh, challenges is getting the attention of press. I know that we've spoken to many app entrepreneurs and when they're starting out, they send all these wonderful resources to uh, journalists and never uh, journalists are really arrogant because they never reply, you know, and unfortunately, uh, in my experience, you, you know, you only get them when you don't actually really need them. So uh, uh, what's the best way of getting the interest of um, the press? Yeah, so it, it's a it's a crazy business, and sometimes I, I you know I doubt my sanity for working in it. But you have to understand, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that journalists are arrogant, but what they are is that they are inundated. So an average reporter might get three hundred emails a day, 
um, from different startups or different developers, um, you know, pitching, pitching their product or pitching their story. So it's very, very difficult for them to choose something and, and to differentiate what comes through their inbox. So I think the first thing that I would say is, you know, limit the limit what you send to a reporter. Don't send them too much information that they can't, that, that they can't digest. Right. When I was working with somebody um, during our beta period, I, I found a, re, interest, a reporter who was interested in, in this company and I made the introduction and then they sent the reporter a 20,000 word email describing everything about the company down to what foods they liked. Um, so I said, you know, what you really want to do is you want to write a very short, concise email to a reporter, maybe three or four sentences, and tell them, you know, what your app is, why it's relevant, and and what you want to do is you want to ask them to uh, to to uh, talk to you further about it. So what you really want to do is you want to provide a teaser. You want to get them to be interested in what you're doing, and want to talk to you further. Um, you don't want to send attachments. You don't want to send 45 screenshots. You don't want to link to your Dropbox folder with all of your assets. You, you want to be as um, as streamlined as possible and as concise as possible. Yeah, that that is fair to say. And you know, I was just thinking my comment there about uh, the press being arrogant. Obviously, uh, I'm not not really doing the right thing there, getting on the wrong side of the press. But I do find that you know, as I have so many struggling entrepreneurs who come to me and and just say, look, that Paul, that no one's replying to my emails, and it's it's important to remember that that those guys are getting, as you say, three hundred plus emails a day, and. Uh, I mean, okay, so they're, they're not incentivized as a startup founder because as startup founders, we would probably reply to all of those or at least have some kind of method of getting some kind of response. But the, these guys are inundated. And uh, and so it's, I love, your, I love your point about being a teaser to get uh, a phone call or get some kind of follow-up. Yeah, and, 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 you know, reporters are very much like venture capitalists what they are looking to do is they are looking for social proof and they are looking for validation of what you're doing and that it's interesting to their readers. So, so it's, it, there's, there's a lot of different things at play and you're right. You know, coverage comes at the time that you're kind of least expecting it, or maybe not even, not even pursuing it. Um, so, and, and honestly, we work with a lot, lot of different industries the the mobile app industry is probably one of the hardest to get coverage for just because of the ubiquity uh, of solutions and the number of people that are contacting them on a regular basis. So if you're working on a very unique enterprise product, you're probably going to have much better luck than working on something which is much more consumer facing and of which, you know, there's lots of competition. But it so, must make a massive difference as well once you get press coverage. I'm thinking back to last year when we had... Uh, you know all the press coverage about the Yo app, that silly app that <laughs> no one's using now. But uh, it it was just everywhere, all amongst the tech press, and uh, and obviously the recent phenomenon with Periscope. How important is press coverage to the success of app entrepreneurs? Um, so to be sure, press coverage is, is, can drive a lot of downloads and it can drive a lot of interest. I think what you need to do is you have to remember too is that you also in these stories that are being written about you, you need to make it be interesting because the old days of getting into TechCrunch and getting 50,000 installs are gone. 
Um, TechCrunch now publishes about 40, 40 startups a day. So even then you still have to rise above, but rise above the crowd. What Yo did is, is kind of remarkable in that not only was that coverage that they probably pitched was, was that there was so much add on coverage in many other places. So, but you're right. And, I, but even then, you know, coverage is great and it's, and it's very nice for SEO to have that earned media because people will start to find you a, a lot more easily. But uh, it, it's an ongoing process. It's not something that just happens once. You, it's something where you need to continue to tell your story on an ongoing basis and it needs to evolve. Now, how likely are you to get into the press with the, the old story of, hey, I'm only a 17-year-old teenager and look, I've just uh, built this app that has made me $30 million. <laughs> uh, well, is, does that still work? It does still work to a certain extent, but I mean, honestly, I was talking with an entrepreneur who was 19 and wanted to get his story out quickly because he was afraid that when he turned 20, that nobody was going to be interested in that. Um, I think the age appeal um, is a little bit is a little bit gone by the wayside, but I, I think having a relevant and strong personal story, especially a personal story that is related to the to the app that you're that, that you that you've developed is really helpful, right? Always talking about you solve this, you, you solve this problem because you have this problem. That's something that, that works with, with reporters. They want to know why you're doing this. They don't want to know that you analyzed a market and, and saw a huge opportunity. They want to know that you're solving a pain point or that you're helping out your little brother or that you um, care about this nonprofit and wanted to create a solution for them. Yeah, it'd so, be nice. It'd be nice actually, Joel, to to have an example because it's always hard, isn't it, to pull out uh, your own personal story. But I think for the benefit of the audience, it would be nice to try and figure out like an example or something that uh, maybe you've recently worked on that you can talk about. Um, so yeah, we were working with a mobile app developer who was a who was a ultra runner. So somebody who who runs 50 plus miles a time. So, and, and, and so his, so his fitness app was around nutrition and, and what, you know, what vitamins and nutrients do you need to eat to maintain, you know, your levels of, of these vitamins, especially the ones that, you know, the ones that your body is, your body is usurping after you've run 30 miles or things like that. So if you come from an area of expertise and you've built an app that solves a problem for you like that, that's great. Or, you know, the other thing is that you can always talk about how people are using your app and sometimes maybe using your app in a way that you didn't expect. So perhaps you built it for college students to communicate, but it's actually being used by people in an enterprise. Or perhaps you built it, you know, over the weekend for fun and all of a sudden, you know, 50, 50 people started using it at this one college and then it grew from there. Having some sort of sense of who's using your product and how they're using it is, is a good story to tell. Yeah, so, okay, we're, what we've managed to learn from you, Joel, is that it's important to pull out a personal story that could be compelling to anyone who's reading this in, a, in the press. So, so we've got our story now and we think it's compelling and we're going to write uh, one or two sentences to a journalist. Uh, Whose who's best is it to reach out in the tech world? That what, what are the best uh, 
publications to and, and most responsive publications in your mind? Um, it's hard to say. So what I would do is I would look at apps that you're that you're a fan of and apps where you feel like you have a general sentimentality with and and try and, and try and find those types of reporters. Um, I think I think there, there's a lot of different good sites and depending on the vertical you're reaching out to there's you know there's a there there's no one in particular that i would say is tremendous more than others um obviously product hunt is great obviously um you know TechCrunch is probably one of the biggest and then there's lots of other other app type blogs which tend to be a little bit more specific um but i think what you want to do is you want to see who else is writing about apps that are similar to what you're you're doing and you want to reach out to them. Um, one word of caution though, is if you see a competitor being written up, you don't want to reach out to the reporter the next day and say, Hey, I have something similar, but we're better because chances are a reporter doesn't want to write about the same thing, you know, once in once every, you know, two times in a week or three times in a month or something like that. I was talking with a reporter at TechCrunch who said that, you know, he, he handled, he wrote about Mailbox when they launched, and for the next two months, all he got were email pitches about emails, e- you know, email apps. And his whole point was, I don't want to write about email apps. I just wrote about one. I want to write about something different. So you have to be careful not to follow on too quickly when you see somebody who has a similar product getting coverage. Yeah, and I'm still using Mailbox, and I remember that uh, press coverage yeah. that comes out. So it's amazing that. Yeah, the, the the impact they can have uh, for the success of a product, and and yeah, Product Hunt absolutely, I can vouch for that. I was recently on Product Hunt and luckily got uh, to the towards the top of the uh, you know the the charts there, and it was just phenomenally uh, successful f- for me. So yeah, definitely uh, apps to get onto Product Hunt are a must. Um, yeah, and, pre- and how can we use Press Friendly then to, to you know how do you actually what sort of service do you then offer? Uh, for these app entrepreneurs who are, are, are trying to get into the press? Yeah, so what we do is we do a couple things. So like I talked about, my founder, my co-founder had trouble writing a story. So we actually build what we call like a, like a story wizard where we go through and we ask you a set of questions and we enable you to create your story in a way that's most compelling for the press. So that's the first part of the, of, the, of the product. And then the second thing that we do is we use machine learning to compare the story that you've written and match that with, with the story that reporters have written. So we look at the last four months of reporter archives. We basically, it's like a match.com, right? We'll find the reporters who are our best match for you and we'll provide their email and you can contact them directly through our CRM system. That that's great. Uh, so, Match dot com for uh, entrepreneurs and journalists. Yeah, it's a that's a quick shorthand to do it. It's obviously a little bit more complicated, and obviously there's no handholding involved. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the general idea. So uh, yeah, you you don't have an app that vibrates when you go past these people or uh, <laughs> in the no, street. No, 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 right swipe or left swipe. <laughs> oh, that's great. So there's two more things then uh, we need to do, Joel, before we say goodbye. One is that we do try to flesh out new ideas for the app entrepreneurs that listen to this show. Uh, they are mostly uh, app developers and people that build stuff. So uh, I'm wondering, you know, in your 
uh, daily routine? Do you, do, have you come across a, an idea that is compelling for uh, an app, a potential app idea? Well, this is probably one that you've people have talked to you about a number, but I, I still I still have trouble um, coordinating meeting invitations when I'm away from my desk. And there are some mobile app, there are some apps that that do that, but a, a great app that would enable me to I get an email from somebody and they say they want to talk and I just want to coordinate our two calendars and and send out a meeting invite, but I want to do that in the with the with a push of one button, not fifteen buttons. So that's my biggest problem right now is that um, I do a, I do a lot of I do a lot of fifteen or twenty minute calls with people just sort of you know giving them advice and things like that. And for me to have a better tool to schedule um, would make my life a thousand times easier. I would I would literally pay fifty dollars a month for something like that. Great. Well, uh, I think I mean I do use something called Schedule Once, which uh, you um, did come into touch with when you were booking uh, for my show, and that's been phenomenally good for me uh, because uh, it stops the back and forth between uh, you know emails and trying to book into people's calendars. But uh, I do feel like there's definitely opportunity there for any budding entrepreneur who can just create a one single tap to uh, to manage to the, the whole process. So great idea. Uh, okay, Joel, this is the App Guy podcast. We love talking about apps. And I wondered if you could uh, grab your phone wherever it may be. I'm pretty sure it's within hand's reach and give us one or two apps that you tend to use in your business or personal life that you think would be good recommendations. So um, I will try and find one that not everybody uses as much. Um, I'm a big fan right now. So I live outside of San Francisco, but I drive in quite a bit. And I use an app called Zerks, which enables me to have somebody come and pick up my car when I, when I, when I pull into the city. So I don't have to worry about trying to find parking. It actually parks my app. It, it has, somebody, has a valet meet me. And, and park my car, which sounds really um, luxurious and um, what basically sounds too hoity-toity for me. But, you know, it's actually cheaper than park, finding a lot myself and parking the car. So it, it's, it's a wonderful service. Um, and Joel, I'll I have to talk about this app because I, it sounds phenomenally good. And I've never heard about it. But, of course... You know, one of the big attractions for the Google self-driving car is that it just drops you into town and it goes and finds a parking space for you. But this app does the same thing in a way. Yeah, you. It, it does the same thing. And they also, you know, for for a fee, they will also wash your car or they will also top up your gas. So you don't even have to worry about those things. And I bet you in the future that pretty soon you'll you'll have grocery delivery. And what they'll do is they'll just put it in your trunk or, or your boot, it depends on where you are. And um, you'll drive home with groceries that you that you didn't even have to go to the store to get. So uh, <laughs> it's a brave new world that we're living it in. It is. And we all want to live in San Francisco because the annoying thing about these apps is that they typically kind of focus on San Francisco first. And uh, anywhere else in the world, that has to wait two years. <laughs> so. Yes, that's true. We are, and we're we're very fortunate. We are subsidized by the venture capital industry and competition. So there's there's a couple of apps like this in the city already. But I bet you know if if Uber has come to your city, um, Zerks will come too. I'm sure that most of the Brits now are thinking, are listening to this, and uh, and thinking, how on earth would would I trust the person who's about to jump in the car and drive off? <laughs> because if you get it wrong. 
Uh, well, you know, you've lost your car. Well, they what you do is that they wear the clothes, and you actually have a you actually have a four digit code that you give to them. And you know it's also important to drive a crappy car like I do, so you're not too concerned with whoever's driving off. I'm not, <laughs> not sure I do this with a Tesla. Yeah, great. That's, Joel, I have to say that's probably one of my most favorite uh, apps that have been mentioned. And uh, I almost feel like flying to San Francisco just to try that out because it sounds amazing. So um, I don't think you can top that. But yeah, have you got any more more apps? Um, I, I am using Periscope, which I think is awesome. And the reason why is um, I actually have a member of my of my PR team and she is a DJ. And I am a I'm a family man, so I don't get to go out to clubs on Friday or Saturday nights. So she, I had her periscope her DJ set um, last Friday, and that was that was a very cool experience to see somebody from my team, you know, outside of the work environment doing something they loved. So Joel, I'm hoping that you, during that periscope of uh, your colleague DJing in, I'm guessing a nightclub or somewhere, that you're in your own house dancing away and uh, enjoying yourself. I was for for a brief moment of time. <laughs> this is the wonderful thing. I mean, uh, ironically, I, you know, I've been I, I interviewed somebody uh, a long time ago now. Uh, it's probably episode one hundred ish, and uh, they were the founder of Hangwith, and uh, they, that was basically Periscope. Uh, but uh, um, they managed to get something like two million active users, and uh, were doing really good. But then this obviously this Periscope is just completely blown up. Yeah, the power of Twitter is, is is unique, but I think you know there's a there there's a lot of opportunity in this space, and I think there's still a lot of room for somebody to execute it, you know, better than they have. Yes, yeah, and uh, I did love that story about uh, the two founders, uh, Periscope and Meerkat, having a a meetup and just a very cordial chat. Yeah, I think I th- I think uh, rising rising tide lifts all boats. Uh, there you go. There's a there's a press idea. Uh, meet up with your arch uh, rival, your com- competitor, have a chat and get it into the press. Exactly. <laughs> Joel, this has been great. Uh, I do recommend uh, everyone who's listening uh, to go to the appguy.co episode 281. Look for the show notes and you'll see the things that we've just mentioned there. And uh, Joel just leaves me to ask you how best we can reach out and connect with you. Yeah. So um, I'm just Joel at pressfriendly.com. And always willing to talk with uh, startup founders and entrepreneurs and talk with them about PR and see if we could help them find a good story for them to take to the press. Well, Joel, I'm so thankful for you coming on this show. It's been incredibly interesting talking to you. If you're an Amano listener and you like this episode, then get an introduction to this guest. Uh, I can uh, help you by uh, increasing your network and introducing you to uh, this guest and past guests who I've uh, stayed very much in contact with. So if you would like some help, go to theappguy.co and contact me through the the website. Uh, There's a contact form and you'll... uh, then get intros to the uh, most relevant guests and I can help you increase your network. Uh, Thank you very much for listening.